This is the Nottinghamshire LMC podcast, here to educate, inform and support general practice staff in Nottinghamshire. Get to know about those who represent you, as well as all the latest information from Notts LMC at your leisure. Tune in and subscribe to our podcast today, hosted by me, Zenaida Morrison at podbean.com. Today, I sit down with GP Clinical Fellow, Dr. Hannah Igo, who is currently in her second year of training and doubles up as a GP trainee representative for the Nottinghamshire LMC. She has a specific interest in medical research and education and has a focus on leadership and sexual health medicine. Today, we will be discussing her role as GP trainee rep whilst getting a glimpse into the world of a GP trainee. Thanks for joining us today, Hannah. How are you doing? Hi, hi, I'm well, thank you. How are you? Very well, thank you. Lovely to have you on board. Um, Now, you are currently a second year trainee, so your weeks, I'm sure, are constantly filled with clinical and academic sessions amongst other programme projects you've taken on board. Is it fair to say you almost always have a jam-packed day or week and what is one of the things you love to do when you have time off? Yes, it, it's, it can get quite busy balancing everything. Um, I would say the thing that I love to do when I'm, when I'm off is um, I've got an 18-month-old whippet um, and we just love going for walks. Um, we normally go out to, to the woods um, as it's, you know, it's nice to be around nature. Um, and we've also started doing uh, Caney Cross recently um and that's basically where the dogs harnessed around you, your waist um and then they pull you along uh, which helps you run faster um oh, wow. so we're, we're just kind of getting going with that at the moment learning all the commands and everything um oh, well, yeah. what what's what's your dog's name it's winter winter okay does, yeah. does, is it a he or a she it's a, she's a she's a girl a girl does she keep yeah. you at your paces then i imagine <laughs> yeah she's pretty fast <laughs> oh wow no, that's good that's some good ex good uh, cardio good exercise uh, whilst um <laughs> having fun okay that's wonderful so we will go into the day-to-day life i guess of a trainee but first we want to find out a bit about hannah about you which i always say provides the much needed context, particularly when it comes to career choices. Um, So who is Hannah? (laughs) Who is it that led you to this juncture in your career? I'll start from the beginning. Um, So I'm I'm from uh, Essex um, and that's where I grew up um, until I was 18 and went to uni. Um, I um, went to Catholic schools growing up and I, I always planned to be a teacher but around the time of my A-levels when I'd been doing um, some um, work experience as a teacher I uh, I, I switched and uh, decided that actually I'd prefer to be a doctor um, as I, I really enjoy it was really enjoying biology um, and learning about you know physiology and how the body worked and I um always wanted a job that I could help people as well so that's when I decided uh, quite early on that I wanted to be a doctor when I was when I was doing my A-levels mm-hmm. um, and then 
at that time I applied for medical school so I was 18 um, and unfortunately I didn't get in um, and that was quite a uh, tough time for me because um, I um, it was kind of my first real experience of you know um, failure or, or not you know not getting somewhere um, so after I, I, I kind of tried everything and then I had to kind of think of a different path it didn't put me off though I still you know, knew I wanted to be a doctor so I just thought I need to do it in a different way um, so then that's when I applied for biomedical science um, and that's so, so I did biomedical science in Sheffield for three years, and that was great. Um, it, it, in when we did biomedical science, we really went into sort of the molecular side of physiology, which I really enjoyed. And then, but the whole time I, I was still planning on on being a doctor. So, um, after after that, I um, did the graduate entry medicine at Nottingham. Okay. What, what I'm hearing is that, you know, it, it was always something you wanted to do. So there was a lot of determination there, really, very yeah. strong determination. And and uh, I assume, I guess, whilst you were doing a, your biomedical degree that you you were probably taking a lot of, you know, different electives that would kind of were leaning more towards um, medicine, I'm, I'm assuming. So, um, yes. You, so, so ultimately, you decided very early on, whilst uh, still in school, really, before you got into medical school, that you wanted to pursue general practice. You even had a a, a bit of a an experience um, working as a, a HCA, a healthcare assistant in secondary care. So what is your reason for choosing to go into general practice more specifically and even um, after you realised what, what it entailed? Mm, yeah, during my um, my two degrees, I, I worked part time um, as a carer, both in the community and in the hospital, um, and that was that was great experience. Of um, I, I really enjoyed it, and what I enjoyed about that is um, just being having that relationship with your patients, um, and that's something that's really important to me in for general practice as well. Right. Um, I do think that as a GP you, you you do have you know a real it's a real privilege to, to be a part of people's lives and um I do think the um ability to truly get to know patients is still there I think maybe not to the same extent as you know the the GP patient relationship was years and years ago but I've definitely seen it um right. that it still exists and um, and that's something that's really important to me um for from choosing to be a gp mm -hmm. i did think about some other specialities when i was in medical school and my foundation training really enjoyed dermatology and oncology mm -hmm. um but it's really that that close patient relationship that that i think is really important for um for me and that's why um i'm really excited to be a gp yeah now that's lovely and it's interesting you say that i find um that's one of the things when it comes to general practice and and that that unique bond i guess uh between gps and their patients is it's very endearing and you find actually that a lot of patients tend to want to always 
see their GP. They don't want to see any other GP. They want to see the one that's yeah. dealing with them uh, on a regular basis because they have that in-depth understanding and there's that care as well. It's not just about, you know, the healthcare, it's the mental and the, you know, kind of emotional support that the, the GP provides. So Absolutely, I think, yeah. I think that's really positive. So I, I know you mentioned there, so your foundation year, and I guess after your foundation year, when you get into your second year, that's when you kind of really decide on the speciality, what kind of the direction you want to go into. And you're actually in your second year now. So how does second year differ from, from the foundation year? And what, what are some of the things that, you know, the second year, second year trainees should be considering before moving into their third? Yeah. So, um, the, after medical school that's when you do you do two foundation years and um, so at that point you you that everyone does that and you can you can end up being any sort of doctor um, from those two foundation years um, but it's after that that you decide which speciality to go down um, and so then obviously I, I'd chosen a general practice um, and I'm in my second year of the GP training. So for the first two years, um, we rotate around um, different specialities, much like the foundation years, um, but they tend to um, try and choose specialities for GP trainees, which are going to be helpful for, for being a general practitioner. I was lucky enough last year in my first year to be uh, to be on a pilot scheme where I did eight months of general practice in my okay. first year, um, and I think that is um, going to be rolled out for the new trainees um, eventually. Um, but it meant that I got a, a bit more experience of general practice in, in my first year than I have done in my second year, actually. Um, so far, I'm um, currently on a um, psychiatric placement at Highbury Hospital, um, which I'm learning a lot from. And I'm going to be um, working in a, in a general, in a GP from April. So the first two years of general practice this training is very much moving around um, the different jobs that you that, um, picking up the information from different specialities, which you can use then um, when you're when you are a qualified GP. Okay, okay. So there's two for two year foundation, then you yep. move into your first year of uh, GP training, then your second yep. year. And so you're currently in your second year, and you have i so i understand that you you've taken on a few more programs or extra activities really to give you a better breadth i guess in your second year talk to us a little bit about that yeah so um i uh, in the second year when you're doing a general practice um placement you can opt to to um have do a, a sort of special interest uh, 50 for 50 percent of your week so i am going to be doing that in sexual health medicine so i will be doing 50 percent um, of my week um in general practice and then 50 percent in sexual health medicine i'll be um working at the clinics and also um, on an education program for young people and for refugees as well and um trainees can can do um lots of different things if they wanted to do a special interest but I'd, I'd chosen um I'd chosen sexual health medicine because um it, it, it's 
going to give me a great experience for when when I qualify because I can um, become qualified in fitting things like coils and implants the more practical side side of things as well yeah so I believe what you're referring to is called an integrated training post isn't it yes Um, exactly yeah and that's quite good in that when you finally, you know, finish your training, you, you do have a, a, a breadth of knowledge and practical uh, knowledge as well that you can implement. So that kind of makes you more versatile, makes your, your role as a GP more versatile, which is good. Is that a diff- is that is that something that trainees should do or is it, you know, is that option readily there and available to them? And what's mm-hmm. the process of, of application really? So um, you don't have to do it. Um, it's not a requirement um, for training. Um, and some people would, would prefer the, the extra time in, in general practice. But if it's something that would be helpful for you, you could use it for something that um, you have a special interest in. Or if you find that you haven't got much experience of a um, speciality, for example, you, you don't have a paediatric job, um, you can you can um, arrange to do it um, in in paediatrics so that you can get that experience that you're missing. And it, it it's um, can be straight quite straightforward to arrange. There are some that you apply to, like uh, the sexual health one that I'm doing. But then you can also arrange it if you if you find a supervisor, and um, you just have to talk to the training program about and your educational supervisor about what's um, what's suitable really. Okay, nice, nice. So uh, yeah, like like I said, you have you have a lot going for you. Pots that you have your hand in, really, and one of those pots is. GP trainee rep for the Nottinghamshire LMC. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I want, to, I want us to discuss that a little bit. So you became a representative for, for, for GP trainees on the uh, LMC, um, yes. which is a role you assumed uh, last year uh, when mm-hmm. we were going through the nomination process. And I believe you, you started in May, if I'm correct. Yeah, um, that's right. Yeah. So... Uh, how did you hear about that particular role and why did you opt in to to do it? So I saw the role advertised on our GP trainee WhatsApp group actually and I initially spoke to my educational supervisor about it um, and and you know his his views about whether it would fit in with um, so things that I needed um, to cover for my portfolio and from for my career progression and um, he was supportive of me for going going for the role so then I applied and I discussed with Michael the uh, CEO of yeah. the LMC yeah. and he said that I could have the role and that's when I started I didn't have all that information about you know exactly how things were going to progress with the role and that's what's been quite exciting about it is that I can I can use the role um, and and um, see see where the gaps are or what what trainees need um, and and try and fill those gaps and sort of take it see see where it goes yeah that must be quite exciting actually because it's you you're you're in the driving seat and you can mold it the way that you think uh, it needs to be molded especially having that kind of first-hand knowledge uh, when it comes to to gp trainees and and what they need and what what kind of things they're going through and how we can support mm-hmm. them in that regard so what are your intentions as a gp trainee rep on the lmc 
I think that my my main goal is to make trainees simply more aware of what the LMC does um, and the, the grassroots representation for for general practitioners um, so that when trainees do qualify um, they you know they're aware of what's available what supports available for them and there's a few things that I do have planned to to sort of start that the first is an e-update to go out to trainees about um, what's going on in the LMC and also involved in that a, a learning square just so um just to give little snippets of information about um not just um the lmc but also just some wider um, yeah. things to think about when when they do qualify like contracts that kind of thing that can be quite overwhelming yeah. um when you're trying to learn all the clinical stuff as well yeah. um so my idea is to sort of break things down a little bit yeah from that side of things yeah because i mean there's a, even when we when we talk about general practice and we talk about the wider healthcare landscape we're talking about different terminologies um <laughs> that are that are ever changing and ever evolving so i think that's a great idea and a great approach to give them that context ahead of time so that when they're coming in they kind of understand what is being spoken about they kind of know how to navigate so i think that's that's really super um you're not a stranger to representing trainees at board level because you actually did this with health education england isn't it um how do you think what you did with he will help you in 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 this role as a not lmc rep yeah so um i was the um g oh no i was the trainee um foundation trainee representative for the trent region for health education england um so that involved talking to the individual hospital um, trainee representatives um, and collating all of the information that um, they were receiving from trainees and then taking that up to um, board level um, to to Health Education England and um, getting feedback from the board in London and 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 sort of going between between the two Um, so that that was great experience because it made me have experience of the um some of the challenges and where we can't always fix everything um but how we can get the feedback from from trainees and 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 the issues that they're going through and go through the the correct pathways to try to to um help some of some of these issues and it also gave me an understanding of how to use my own experiences as a trainee to positively impact the, the journey of other trainees right so all of that you you kind of bring you kind of bring on board with you so that's um, mm-hmm. really positive and you have that already kind of built relationship um so you can pull from that in your estimation what would you say are the three major concerns for trainee GPs that you are privy to? Mm-hmm. Um, I think g- trainee GPs have got a, lo- a lot on at the moment with, um, there's quite a lot involved in our training. So we have to do our clinical placements, um, but also we have um, exams um, to, be, to be able to get our um, MRCP. So those exams, 
there's a practical one and which is recorded since COVID and then also an MCQ one and then we also have our portfolio so I think those three things will be on trainees' minds a lot um, because it's quite, you know, high pressure, high stakes exams. Right. Um, and then I think, secondly, trainees have expressed sort of fears and worries about going into general practice um, as, as it stands today with quite high workloads on general practitioners at the moment. And a lot's being done to support GP trainees with that pressure in terms of well-being support and we've had a lot of support in that way and then the third thing I think GP trainees just want to make sure that they um, are getting all the clinical knowledge that, that they need right. and um, from their from their clinical placements and making sure that they are learning everything they need to learn in their clinical placements that can be applied when when they when they qualify and that's something that you know is is quite a big focus for us right so from what i just got from that workload best practice knowledge of mm-hmm. uh, yeah. what kind of things they should know um, ahead of time to help them when they finish their training so those are all very important things and that's what you hope to achieve really with uh, being a representative for the Knots LMC and obviously some of the things that you just mentioned there like the learning square the e-update I think are going to be very very effective tools to to share that information and knowledge and to, to kind of help them understand the unique pressures in general practice and kind of where they can fit in and how that can support them really um yeah and we're um we're planning on uh, well we are going to deliver a talk to trainees as well uh, in all years so that they are more aware of you know what the what the lmc does and and who we are yes that's right so um for for those who don't know you're referring to the vts um so these are specific dedicated talks for the trainees and we're going to be having our our CEO, Michael Wright, um, who's going to be coming in to talk a little bit about the LMC um, and what's available to them. Um, And on that note, for those who who don't know, the LMC have different offers that are greatly beneficial, specifically for trainee GPs in Nottingham and Nottinghamshire. Do you do you want to quickly highlight some of these useful resources available to them, Hannah? Yes. Um, so I think um, one of the one of the main um, things I would talk about is the is the GPS who offer two sessions of, of mentoring for trainees in ST3 and above. So those mentoring sessions are um, basically peer coaching sessions right. and they can um, trainees can access them for any problems or opportunities which they need help with or they're not sure how to move forward with this could be personally or professionally it could be a career goal and so I think it's quite a good time you know in ST3 when when you're planning on moving forward for things um, opportunities might come up or it might be you know a problem that you're experiencing Um, you can actually have two sessions of of, uh, coaching um, from GPS and then the other thing main thing I wanted to highlight for traits specific for trainees is the the LMC's work with um, the Phoenix program 
Um, And trainees will know about the Phoenix program probably from the training days and the Phoenix program do with us, but also and and the um, locality teaching, but also um, the Phoenix program um, have got a new to new to practice program that ST3 should be aware of because that it, they apply for it in ST3 to start when, when they CCT. So that's the new to practice program from the Phoenix program as well. Okay. Thank you, Hannah. That's wonderful. Finally, how can trainees reach you? Um, so my email address is Hannah, H-A-N-N-A-H dot I-G-O, I-G-O-E at N-H-S dot net. Um, and I'm really, I'd be really happy to receive any emails um, from trainees about ideas um, that I can, you know, bring into my role and to help them or any questions they've got about the LMC. I'd, I'd be really happy to hear from trainees. Wonderful. Thanks so much, Hannah. Um, it's, it's really Thanks, been lovely. Yeah, it's been lovely catching up with you and and thanks for sharing valuable information that will hopefully give trainees confidence when transitioning um, and a sense of security with with you representing them on the ground. Thanks once again to our listeners. I, I look forward to my next session with you. I'll be sharing updates about subsequent episodes through our weekly e-update and of course our social media platforms, which is at Knots LMC. So that's N-O-T-T-S. LMC um, on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Take care and see you next time. Goodbye. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe to the Nottinghamshire LMC podcast for subsequent episodes with me, Zenaida Morrison at podbean.com. Bye for now.